This is par for the course, where two totally average golfers discuss the ups and downs of the golf world and their own golf games. We'll share stories, insights, and our own thoughts and opinions, which may or may not be well-informed. Through the good and the bad, though, everything here is par for the course. Welcome in, all you birdie chasers, weekend warriors, golf rage monsters, and even you non-golf enthusiasts. This is another episode of Par for the Course. I am your host, John Webb, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Andy Proctor. What's going on, Andy? What up, what up? (laughs) Back to the normal greetings, I see. Yes, we are. Okay, I like it. I figure it's, it's been long enough. We probably need some semblance of familiarity. Yeah, it's been a minute since we've recorded an episode, and quite literally, the golf world has turned itself upside down since we last spoke on this podcast, so we have a lot to get to today. Um, More specifically on what went down last week, where we had a merger, and honestly, it's unlike anything I think anyone has ever seen in any sport ever, as far as I know. Yeah, I can't think of anything that would... Yeah. Parallel it. So basically what happened is the PGA Tour has merged with the uh, public investment fund, the Saudi-backed financial fund that was backing the Live Golf Tour. So now it's all under one entity. Live Golf, PGA Tour, DP World Tour is now one entity. I thought that part really surprised me, the DP World Tour. Like them including that. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, they're kind of just thrown in there too. But man, what a crazy turn of events. Um, I mean, as most of you know, if you're following the golf world at all in the last 12 months, pretty safe to say that the PGA Tour, and more specifically Jay Monahan, has taken a complete 180 turn (laughs) on his original stance. Yeah, you could say so. Just just slightly. Just a little bit. (laughs) So context is, um, yeah, in the last year, once Live was created last year, backed by the PIF, we'll call it the PIF, Public Investment Fund, the Saudi-backed funding for Live Golf, Jay Monahan took a very strong stance against Live and the Public Investment Fund for multiple reasons, namely um, Saudi Arabia and its human rights issues that they're having. Um, a lot of people are angry about the fact that uh, it has ties to 9-11 and how these people had um, involvement in 9-11 as well. Um, There's just a whole lot of reasons why the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan took a strong stance and has been for the last 12 months. Um, And over the course of those 12 months, uh, quite a few players jumped ship from the PGA Tour, joined Live Tour, were paid a lot of money, but there were a lot of PGA like golfers. a lot. Like a lot of a lot. money. Like crazy amount for any golfer. Like so much money that I don't even know how I could spend all of that money. I know. Like $100 million just like that. Or like like Phil Nicholson got $250 million. Yep. <laughs> like. So, but the interesting thing is a lot of PGA Tour players decided not to go. And obviously, we know that Rory McIlroy is kind of the poster child of the I Hate Live mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, movement. So last week, um, no one in the world knew that this was coming except for maybe four or five individuals. And we all woke up that morning, I think it was Tuesday, and we found out that 
Jay Monahan had decided to completely turn around and now merge with the entity that he had called basically evil for the last year. Yeah. Pretty freaking crazy. Pretty hypocritical. <laughs> crazy hypocritical. Um, I have 100 million and one thoughts about this, but first I'd like to get your reaction to the whole thing when you first heard about it. So I was I was at work working mm-hmm. on a patient, and uh, as always, we had Sports Center on, and it was it was probably talking about you know the NBA Finals or something like that. Yep. And all of a sudden, TV switches big. You know, you get you see the big red letters, and you're like, oh, what happened? Breaking news. And I saw the headline. You know, PGA and Live agree to merge, and I was just like, what? <laughs> What? My, my patient was like, what? what? What, what, what? My patient's like, am I hurt? I'm like, no, 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 you're fine. Shut up. You were stretching your patient and then you just tore their muscle. It's <laughs> like dislocated their arm. No, um, yeah, it was, I was blown away. It is literally, like, it, that's the type of thing you'd think you would hear on April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, believe it when I first saw it. Just with all the animosity Straight they've had up. between the two leagues, you're like, this is impossible. Yep. But, but then, like, it was there on ESPN, and I I, I, it, I was blown away. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of Step Brothers when he goes, did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I... And all it took was probably somewhere north of $800 million. Yeah, it was, oh, man, just absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I woke up and was getting ready for the day, and my phone just started blowing up when it, when it went yeah. down. Yeah, that was one of those moments where I was really mad I didn't work like a job where I can work from home. Yeah, so you can follow what's going on. Like work would have just stopped. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, my reaction is obviously like everybody else in the world, utter disbelief. I really didn't believe it at first. I thought there's no way that this is true because it was so outlandish. It was so uh, the furthest thing you'd expect to happen. Right. Um, But as I started reading more and watching, you know, sports center as well and i was like holy crap this really is happening mm-hmm. um honestly i when i first saw the headline mm-hmm. i actually was like really excited mm-hmm. because what the way that i read the headline was that like live and pga agree to merge yeah what i had imagined in my head was okay jay monahan and the rest of the pga board have have basically seen that live was drowning right yeah. like no viewership on the CW. Like, didn't I? Didn't I hear that at one of their tournaments in the last few weeks? Like, they were coming down to the wire in some tournament, and the viewership numbers were so low that they turned away yes. from the tournament to like play like replays of Dawson's Creek or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> right. And so, I, in my head, I was like, "Oh, good. The PGA have had the opportunity to say, okay, like, look, that was cute. Like." We'll just buy our players back. Mm -hmm. And then you guys live and the public investment funds, you guys just go away. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll, you know, quote unquote, merge them. Right. Um, Not imagining that the PIF would be a part of it in any way. And then as I became more familiar with the actual deal, like the the details of the deal. Yeah. You know, knowing that the PIF would be like, not only would they not be going away, but they would be playing an integral part in what is the new PGA that what we don't know what it's called yet, but, and that was kind of when my heart dropped. It was like, Oh, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the bad, Oh, I'd say bad guys, the bad guys (laughs) won. Yeah. Like they bought us. 
pretty much, in a way. Pretty so much. I want I want to first start out by getting your take just on Jay Monahan in general, right? Like I watched his um, I watched his press or not press conference, but his interview on Golf Channel, mm-hmm. and basically um, his take on this with the accusations that he was being hypocritical, which he was, mm-hmm. is that he he has said that I was making the decisions based off of the information I had at hand. Yeah, like he didn't know what $900 million in his bank account looks like. Right. Here's, you know, my, like- <laughs> here's my issue with this. The Public Investment Fund approached Jay Monahan about this two or three years ago. Right. And they approached him about creating either a new league or investing in the PGA tour. And he turned them down. He wouldn't even take their call. Um, and so it's frustrating to me that at that time, I, I know the hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think uh, there have been quite a few instances where Jay Monahan has made decisions or uh, changed things that he's now regretting. And he even admits that in the, this interview, and it just seems like this continues to happen over and over and over. Right. Um, and so I, my initial reaction to that is just like, I would not be surprised if he either steps down or is voted out as commissioner at some point this year yeah. or next. Well, didn't you, did you hear or see the tweet that they had the players meeting later that morning when they announced the merger? And I think this is a, a pretty frequently viewed tweet, um, that during the players' meeting, at one point, there was a call for new leadership by mm-hmm. a lot of the players. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it was met with a resounding standing ovation. Yep. Like, everyone was so mad yep. with Jay Monahan and, and probably the rest of the PGA board of yep. directors. Um, I mean, they're all, like, calling for their heads. Yeah. Because they, they, they state that the PGA Tour is a player-run organization, mm-hmm. and they involve their players in all the decisions they make, yep. which obviously is, when it comes down to it, it's not true. Like when, you know, when the rubber hits the road, mm-hmm. that is not true because, you know, Rory McIlroy, who is like the PGA poster child, knew like an hour before we all did. Yeah, which is so crazy to me. Okay, so that's the next thing is... Um, Oh, all these pl- players were frustrated and angry that they were not informed about this. Right. Now, as a pl- if I were a player on the PGA Tour, I totally could empathize with that, right? Like, I can understand where they're coming from and the fact that they know as much as the general public does through Twitter, through texting, whatever. Right. But here's where I play devil a- devil's advocate on this is how... Because this almost feels like it was an inevitability because it appears that Jay Monahan was realizing, okay, the PGA Tour financially cannot compete with PIF. It just, they just can't. Their money never ends. It's bottomless money for PIF, and Live Golf is never going to go away with that much money. So that was, you know, first step is like recognizing, okay, there's nothing we can do. The only thing the PGA has on Live and PIF is notoriety and tradition right. and history. Like, that's all that they have, and that's not enough to, to you know, Overcome to this fight issue. billions and billions and exactly. billions and billions <laughs> and billions, billions and billions billions of dollars of dollars. So I think, yeah, he, he came to his senses and made this decision. And honestly, again, these are I had so many emotions about this, so many reactions. This is one where I kind of see 
from a business perspective, it's a savvy business decision. It makes sense. Right. The reason why is because the PGA Tour eventually would not be able to compete and they would have to make drastic changes down the road. So why not do it now? Yeah. So that, and, and Jay Monahan is going to be the CEO of this new entity. So he still has control. Right. Um, so I think I understand from a business perspective, it makes sense, but full circle, you know, long winded question to you. Players were frustrated that they were not informed, but what could the PGA tour and Jay Monahan have done differently because there's so many voices for a decision that is this polarizing, you, you couldn't. There's nothing they could have done, and it, they say the PGA Tour is a player-run organization. This is clearly an indication that that's not the case yeah. at all. No, not even a little bit. Because if it was, then they would have a sit down with all however many hundreds of players and say, mm-hmm. "All right, this is what we're thinking about doing." And then, yeah, there would have been a lot of disagreement, and it wouldn't have gotten done. Yeah, let's be real. Like any any sports association or sports league or really any business that's worth billions of dollars, mm-hmm. there are no democracies. Right. Like there's just a dictatorship yep. based on whoever's at the top. And that's exactly. how it works. Right? Yeah, exactly. So from that perspective, I, I can see why the players were mad. But again, I, I am in, of the position of, well, this was going to happen. So I, I can see why it went down that way. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you a question. Okay. Uh, I feel like obviously players are upset, right? But I've noticed this as I've been thinking about this whole situation over the last week. I've put my, myself into the mindset of a player on tour. And it seems like everyone is saying, oh my gosh, I'd be so mad that Brooks and Bryson and Cam Smith all go all got to go and make these hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. joining Live yeah. and then coming back mm-hmm. to the PGA Tour anyway because mm-hmm. the tour said they wouldn't let them back. Yeah. I understand that, you know, being upset about that. But would you be more upset about that or would you be more upset that on principle you as an individual decided you didn't want to play for a league that represented something that you considered to be evil, evil essentially. Right. And now your tour commissioner uh-huh. has condemned you to play for that organization or that, that representative anyway. Um, so if I understand you, your question, you're saying from a, from the player's perspective on the live side or the PGA tour side, the PGA tour side, like, are you more mad? Like, Oh, like I could have made my bag, but I didn't. Or are you more mad? Like, Oh great. Like I was trying to make a stand for what I thought yeah. was right, but now I have to play for that group of you know that, that, that the, the, the people that represent that yeah. anyway that's an interesting question I never thought of that i think oh man because the biggest thing in the news and i think what everyone can relate with is all these pga tour guys especially people like rory got screwed over financially M- money wise money wise of course like they got screwed over big time to the point where again in the interview that jay monahan had he said they will be compensated and i'm like there's no way, unless you take the money from PIF and equalize it amongst players. Yeah. I don't think that's or like possible. Unless the public investment fund agreed, like, hey, all those players that didn't come over to, to live, like, we'll just pay them yeah. so they can shut up. And, be and I don't think that's going to happen. So I don't know, man. I think from a moral perspective, yeah, like you're kind of now forced to whether or not you like it 
to play for this league that you once condemned yeah. a week ago. Yeah. And that's, I think that's honestly like my biggest issue with all of this. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I take enormous umbrage with Jay Monahan and mm-hmm. the rest of the board because if you're Brooks Kepka, yeah, and you want to go, like you're going to make a personal decision for you and your family mm-hmm. that you want to go play for live and you don't care where the money comes from. You can turn a blind eye, like you're comfortable with that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's your prerogative. Yep. But Jay Monahan just made 150 players. Yeah, something like that. Who he just took away their choice. Mm-hmm. Like they had before, they had every right to say, you know what? I don't want to make $175 million to play for people that I don't feel comfortable playing for. Mm hmm. And Jay Monahan was like, well, tough, because now everybody has to play for those people and make their money from that fund. Yeah, I haven't considered that. That kind of sucks, especially if you really want to take a moral stand against this. You're kind of caught between a rock you and a hard place. You have no, I mean, you either... You have no options. Com- compromise your integrity and say, right. well, well, now sorry, it's all I got. Yeah. Or, or maybe not even compromise your integrity, but now, now it really is, hey, I, I as a golfer... If I want to continue to provide for my family playing golf, mm-hmm. I have to play for these people. Yep. You know, and like, you know, yeah, I'm sure a lot of these guys could sell their $10 million homes and buy a regular home like the rest of us, but they're not going to do that. Yeah. Right. Um, they could say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm just going to stop playing golf and just make money on my endorsements. But that works out for guys like Rory and Jordan and mm-hmm. Justin and nobody else. Yeah. Or they can say, okay, you know what? I, I'm going to stick to my guns. I don't feel good playing for the public investment fund. I'm going to retire. Which. Yeah, which is crazy. Like forced retirement because your organization just sacrificed you in the name of how many, how much money do you think was? It's unclear how much. Like there's so many details that everyone, everyone doesn't know, even the players. Like I'm watching interviews at the U.S. Open this week and all the players are saying, yeah, I mean, I know as much as you do. Like, there's just no information other than this is happening. Like, it's got to be in, like, beyond billions. Oh, it's, yeah. Like, it's, it's like many billions of dollars. Number. Um, I think, to answer your question, I think um, if it were me, I would be more f- angry about the lost money. And the reason why is because, obviously, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't feel comfortable playing for Live or this new merger because of the Saudi-backed fund however i feel like that's on monahan's head and not my own like because i you know my profession has no other alternative really right. then i just put that on monahan's shoulders what are you talking about john you could go make tons of money on the asian tour yes <laughs> true <laughs> i'm being facetious <laughs> that is true but like yeah i just i look at it from a perspective of you know what, this is something that's out of my control. i just here to play golf. Like, that's the stance I would take. I right. think I would be able to sleep at night. Still, I can see, that's a good question. Like, some of these players, a lot of these players, from a moral perspective, did not want to do this, and now right. they're forced to. So so there was there was an interesting tweet um, listing some of the offers that were rumored to have been rejected oh, yeah. by you should tell PGA Tour that. players. This is insane. So it was rumored that Tiger was offered around $800 million. Right. 
Hideki was offered around $400 million. Rom, John Rom was offered about $300 million. Willie Z, $130 million. And Sam Burns, random. <laughs> Shout out to Sam Burns. $100 million. Good for you, bud. <laughs> nice job, buddy. Um, and then the, the, there's a question, interesting question. I wonder how these guys feel right now. Which obviously, like we just talked about, that they're probably all pissed that they didn't take yeah. their money. But like, in your opinion, like how should these guys feel? Angry. I think they should be bitter and angry and like sold out on. Because to me, it, it happened so much quicker than I think anyone anticipated mm-hmm. for this 180 degree turnaround. Right. I think people weren't expecting it to happen within a year. So yeah, if I'm if I am, how much was John Ron? Three hundred million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm furious. Like I am. That's I, like that's like twenty years of golf tournaments. Yeah, but that's like generational wealth that you could take care of your family for generations to come, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's so much money that you could have had, right, at your fingertips. And so yeah, I am. For if I'm a player, I am buckling down, and I am like sitting down with this new entity and like figuring out, okay, how are we getting compensated differently than the live guys have been? Right. Like, how is this going to be equalized? Which I don't think it would. I would have the expectation that it wouldn't be, but at least something. Cause if I'm honestly, if I'm the public investment fund, I'm like, guys, like we gave you the offer. You yeah, declined but- that offer. And now a new deal has been made. Like, sorry. I know. I, I'm sure that's probably what will end up happening. Yeah. But, well, we'll see. I mean, with Jay Monahan at the helm at CEO, he does have a pretty big say on what can happen, but you right. never know what this will look like. I, um, I feel like if it were me, yes, I'd be so mad. Yeah. I'd be so mad. I would feel so, more than the money, I would feel betrayed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Kind of like, like Rory said, just like sacrificial lamb. Mm-hmm. But like so deep down, like the deepest down you could ever go, I would be <laughs> proud of myself. For not giving. Like, you know what? Like, I made the decision that I know is right. Right. And that's such a hard stance to take. Right. In the face of 250 or $300 million. Right. It's so hard. Yeah. And like, but like, if it were my son, I'd be so proud of him. Yeah. Oh, no, I'd absolutely. Be so proud. I think you, I think that's a good point. Um, so it'll be interesting because it doesn't happen until next season. So this season will close out, and then we'll see what this looks like as far as schedule. It sounds like there might be some team events. The thing, though, that has been interesting is it sounds like Liv will probably dissipate at some point in the near future. Yeah. Like they're probably and Greg go Norman, away. which I love. Yeah, <laughs> feels so good to hear that. <laughs> see you later, Greggy. Um, which I'm happy about, obviously, because, you know, Liv was just the poster child, right? Liv was the, the puppet for Piff to just make a change in the golf world. Yeah. But now that it's going away, I mean, it's almost like one bad thing goes away and now we have this bigger bad thing almost. You know what I mean? So it's so hard. Cause like, you know how I feel? It's like... It's like in Harry Potter when all the bad people take over the school and you're like, no, this can't happen. And all the, all the current students are like, well, this is our life now. Like, <laughs> Oh, well, this is, this is how it is. Harry Potter reference there for you. No, I think uh, it's good that Liv is going away, but um, what I wanted to ask you as well, 
So I was listening to a podcast about, or I guess you and I were talking about this too, was Phil Mickelson. Oh, yeah. He was the poster child for Liv. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you think he's feeling about all this? Because he, at the U.S. Open, he declined to talk to reporters. Like, he has not made a statement or anything. Yeah. I mean, like, he he has to be just, like, sm- just this smug smile yeah. on his face. Because, like, I think after stoked. all the crap he went through, yeah, like, the statements that he made early on about these scary MFers and yeah. this and that and all their human rights injustices and... But still, I think it's good for golf. And, like, he went through so much crap. Mm-hmm. Like, early on, everyone thought he was crazy. Even all the players that we now know are, like, the big live guys, like Bryson and Brooks and, yeah. you know, all those guys. Uh, Cam Smith, they were all, like, oh, feels crazy. Yeah. He's going through some stuff, you know. And he swung it. Like, he got Jay Monahan, the commissioner of one of the most profitable sports leagues in the world Mm -hmm. to get in like a little Twitter fight with Greg Norman who represented the wealthiest people on the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. And he got them to bicker and fight and got both organizations to make big changes and then got them to agree to to merge. And he's like, this is exactly what I was going for. Yeah. I think he's probably, a little bit differently than he imagined. Like I'm sure he hoped it wasn't like he didn't have to burn as many bridges and there wasn't yeah. as much, you know, head to head, you know, you know, heads butting. Yeah. But like he did exactly what he was trying to do. So now when this new entity name TBD starts, what does that look like for someone like Phil, who's public enemy number one, right? Like, does the PGA... I don't know that the PGA Tour immediately welcomes someone like him back. I mean, if, I mean, that's the thing. is like, how can you welcome back Brooks and Bryson and Cam and, and Sergio and all those guys, Dustin Johnson? Um, why can't I think of fancy pants right now? <laughs> Ian Poulter. Ian Poulter. <laughs> um, like, how can you welcome all of them back? But not welcome back Phil Mickelson. Because like yeah. and here's why I don't doubt that it's gonna happen. Phil Mickelson, whether you love him or you hate him, is good for golf. Yeah. He's, it's definitely increased popularity. He's polarizing. Very he's polarizing. dramatic. If you go back to that episode that we had that we talked about, um, the team golf league mm-hmm. and like how it's never gonna work because uh it's just like golfers are boring. Yeah. Like Phil Mickelson is one polarizing, cocky, confident, just substantial figure in golf. And I just don't see how you can make a future without him, Yeah, whether you love it or hate it. That's true. No, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, any publicity is good publicity, good or bad. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a follow-up question for you. Ooh, let's hear so it. all these things that the PGA has done yeah. in the last year in an attempt to keep up with Liv, Right, like designated events, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, cuts yeah. at all the majors and or, or no, sorry, no cuts at, uh, you know, some some tournaments yeah. and some tournaments do have cuts and right. you know, larger purses, all these things. The team golf league, yeah, like, are those just like not even going to happen anymore? I don't know. If I I'm the PGA, I'm like, okay, like we talked about all these things, but like now we matter. have a ton of money yeah. and all our players back. So just kidding about all that. 
I think no, I think they'll keep quite a bit of it. They'll probably do more team events. I think the whole point of Live was to do something different, and I think the PGA Tour saw that there is some good in doing things like, mm-hmm. you know, shorts during a tournament or no cuts. I I don't agree with it, but some people do. And having team shorts, more team events. Thumbs up. No cuts, thumbs down. No, I agree. I think having no cuts is so it's just silly because it just gets rid of all the competition about the tournament. Yeah, I agree. Um okay, so there is one bright spot to all this to mm. finish up this conversation. Do tell. And that is we get all of the PGA Tour players back together. We do. Even the ones we love to cheer against. Yeah, like even all the ones that went to live who now I oh, hate Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed's coming back. Ian Poulter's <sighs> coming back. This is the one bright spot. Again, I think they're, for me, the main reaction was mostly angry, frustrated, disappointed, but there were two bright spots. I guess you could say one is from a business perspective, this makes sense. Second, and more importantly, everyone is now back together next year, which I am really excited about because you can tell it has not been the same, especially the non-major tournaments. Like, it's just not the same. There, I remember looking at the leaderboard. I can't remember which tournament, but I I didn't recognize 95% of the people on the leaderboard. Really? Yeah, and I was like, I this is pretty uncommon even. It's just super uncommon when you have everyone back together. Well, and I will say on the other side of that coin, it was I'm just going to take some time to appreciate when I could look at a leaderboard and be like, I like every single person on mm-hmm. this leaderboard or I don't know them. Yep. It's so nice. Like, it oh, is. like that person won, but I don't mind. <laughs> As opposed to like, dang it. Like Patrick Reed again. Yeah, it's uh that's the one thing I am happy about cuz once when Liv went, that was her biggest you know, frustration was, well, this sucks now. The PGA Tours field just got cut in half basically. So you do right. have a lot of new talent from like the Corn Ferry Tour and other locations, but it the makes, talent level's just not there. It makes you wonder how they're going to manage, like, PGA Tour cards now. Like, yeah. oh, sorry, you, we let you in because we lost 40 guys, but, like, now you're now you're out. Sorry, man. Yep. I'd be so mad. No, I agree. I think it's, it's just crazy, dude. This whole thing is crazy. Again, I don't think any sport has ever experienced anything like this. No. You have one entity or one new league created – with a ton of money and with that money fund combining everything back together under one umbrella. Mm-hmm. Like that's so bizarre. The only thing I can think of that would be similar to it is like when the AFL and the I was gonna say the XFL. No, I'm talking about um sorry the sorry the the AFC and the NFC. Oh yeah. Like when they like the Super Bowl era. Like yeah. that was and I, we were like twenty years, not even a thought. Right. Uh, you and I, when that happened, and right. So like that, that was really cool. Or like, you know, I'm so shaky on NBA history. I only really got into the NBA like four or five years ago. But like, was there a certain point when they, you know, it used to be called the ABA, but they changed it. So it's there's nothing like it in the NBA. Mm. So to me, it's like when the XFL was created in the early 2000s. Remember mm-hmm. that league? Yeah. It was kind of rambunctious. Yeah, kind of like not super family friendly. It would be like them with all this money, yeah, and then creating this whole new football league, yeah, under crazy. one umbrella. Crazy. So, anyway, pretty crazy stuff happening in the golf world. Um, 
I think the biggest takeaway is I don't think Jay Monahan is going to survive this. I think he's made too many poor timed decisions. I agree. To last this. I agree. And I kind of, honestly, I hate to say this. I never like, like to wish misfortune upon people. Right. But like the way he conducted himself through all this and like, it's just such a, a like a bold faced, cowardly, hypocritical mm-hmm. flip flop. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I, I wish just the worst for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty unfortunate. But the bright side is everyone's back to where we started basically. So. Yes, that's true. All right, everyone. I'm John Webb. I'm Andy Proctor. And everything here has been par for the course. Have a good one.